Welcome back to another episode of Women's Career Corner. I'm one of your hosts, Millie Bjork, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sadie Burke. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. We're aiming to help young girls make college and career choices by interviewing various types of successful women. So, with that brief intro, why don't I'd like to introduce today's amazing guest, Dr. Cindy Goodman. Dr. Goodman is the co-owner at Orthodontic Specialty Partners in Michigan. Dr. Goodman, thank you so much for us. To get things started, would you mind a quick crash course on what you do? Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. I'm very humbled to represent women. Um, just to give you a brief idea of what I do, by training, I'm a board-certified orthodontist, and I've taken my career not only from clinical orthodontics, but more to uh, managing multi-site um, operations of uh, orthodontic and dental practices. Awesome. awesome. That was really, really helpful. So thank you for that. Um, to focus more on your work in dentistry, what do you find the most gratifying part of your job? I'm very lucky that I get to work with people of all ages, starting at the age of seven. So I get to work with young kids. I get to watch them blossom into teenagers and ultimately into adulthood because I end up treating them, their siblings, and ultimately their parents. So the most gratifying part of what I do is to watch these kids really blossom and come into their confidence because we're fixing their bite you know, they're growing and they're maturing. They're finding confidence at school. Um, they're improving their looks. So for me, that is by far the most gratifying part of what I do. In addition to that, I have a very captive audience. When I have a kid in my chair, he's got a mouth prop in there. And I'm able to influence them, mentor them. Um, tell them the things that moms and dads try to tell their kids, but for some reason it just comes better when somebody else tells them the same thing. Suddenly their parents become more credible. So that part is extremely gratifying. And as I got into my career, I started to enjoy treating adults. Um, mm -hmm. I've learned so much from talking with my patients and even watching adults change in their confidence as they start treatment yeah. till they end treatment. It's a very cool thing to watch. Really awesome. Yeah. The impact on someone sounds really amazing. Um, yeah. And you know, you don't have to cut them open. It's not surgery. It's a cool process. Yeah, it's definitely. a long process. So there's a lot of time to get to know these patients, sometimes two years or more. So you're building oh, wow. relationships. It's really cool. Yeah, that is yeah, really cool. Awesome. Um, next a little bit more about how you chose your career path and this can include anything about growing up or other decisions that shaped you into the professional woman you are today yeah uh, I have an interesting story um, awesome. I was actually born in Iraq uh, oh, in the wow. Middle East and typically women you know at a very young age are married off um, and to, to typically a little bit of an older man um, so education really isn't uh, a choice for m most women. Um, we left Iraq when I was five years old. Our parents wanted a much better future for us. And when we came to the States, you know, things changed. Uh, we had to kind of start with nothing. And my parents recognized very early on that I was, that I was driven, that I was doing well in school. So 
they put in my head constantly that I was going to be a doctor. Cindy's going to be a doctor. This is Cindy. She's going to be a doctor. So, you know, when you're influenced to that level, you start believing that. So I went along mm -hmm. with that. And, you know, my goal was ultimately to go into medicine, uh, specifically OB-GYN or pediatrics, because I really wanted to work with kids. And it wasn't until I was 19 years old. So remember, I come from it. I came from another country where dentistry isn't um, accessible. It's more mm -hmm. of a privilege. So coming to the States with, you know, absolutely nothing, we didn't really have access to dentistry. So it wasn't until I was 19 years old, ended up with a terrible toothache that I visited the dentist for the first time. Hard to believe that, that I'm a dental professional now and I never visited a dentist until I was 19 years old. So I ended up needing root yeah, canal wow. and several fillings. And I started to think that this might be a great job for me, for me to have work-life balance, because I knew in my culture, I was expected to get married early, be a wife, be a mother first, and career was kind of going to be, you know, you know, on the bottom of, of the options. So I thought, you know what, dentistry would be a great option for me to have that good work-life balance and still be a doctor, which is what I always aspired to be, what my family expected Definitely. me to be. So that's how I ended up in dentistry because of that work-life balance, um, not only work-life, but, you know, being a part of my community and trying to balance all of that and appease and respect the, our rules, I, I, if, to say a better word, our rules yeah. and expectations. That's definitely one of the most interesting sort of origin stories that I've heard so far <laughs> on our podcast. Um, yeah, also, that was really, really fascinating to hear. A little different. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so presumably in your career, you've been around many successful people. Um, so we were just sort of wondering if there's any characteristics or attributes that you find common among the people that you are seeing having the most success. Oh, there absolutely is. And I'll tell you, it's not an intelligence factor. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional factor. If you have a high EQ, high emotional intelligence, that you're able to understand people, understand how to work with people, know how to be a leader with or without a title, be very driven, positive-minded, selfless, which we call servant leadership, um, working to build a team versus uh, taking a me approach, thinking of more of a we approach. I find those people to be the most successful, having that dynamic personality, um, being a leader, even though you weren't chosen to be a leader or given the title of leader, but you know how to lead and influence people that you have a positive, energetic person, energetic personality when you enter a room. Those are the people truly, and I can identify my patients. I'll say this person's going to for sure be successful. You see it in their personalities. They know how to influence people. They know how to get people to follow them. So those are the attributes, honestly, beyond just simply intelligence that I find to have the, to be the attributes that make people successful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's really interesting how emotional intelligence um, is sometimes just as important or even more important in the real world as absolutely you know, just smarts. So obviously, as an orthodontist, things are not always going to be easy. Um, what challenges did you face on your path to becoming an orthodontist? And do you still notice these challenges today? Um, 
You know, luckily for me, when I started dental school, dental school was about 25% women. So as, and that was back in 1992 when I went to dental school and I graduated in 96. By the time I was graduating and into the 2000s, that percentage continued to increase. Um, So you're seeing now 50% of the applicants for dental school and candidates are actually women, which is kind of cool. So some of the challenges, it really is because it does give you that good work-life balance because you are your own boss, because you can decide when to open, when to close. If you want to take a family vacation, if you want to only work during hours, your kids are in school, Mm -hmm. you have that flexibility. Um, Lost my train of thought here. No problem. Oh, oh, so uh, the challenges. So I'll tell you initially, yes, men tend to be more recognized as leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you in my class, uh, the president, vice president, treasurer, and secretary, three of them were women and only one was a man. So we had some very strong women in my class. Wow, which was that's really cool. Very cool. Um, and then, you know, as I went on to orthodontics, there, there are challenges because men do have this advantage. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? You need to find a way to stand out, whether it's personality, typically personality, mm-hmm. confidence. You you can beat those odds and get noticed. Um, and it's, it's a matter of how you present yourself. And, you know, there are some people that are much quieter. It's not necessary to say that you have to have this boisterous personality, but it, it does help to be recognized. So some of the challenges, yes, is um, my husband's an orthodontist, too, so some of the things is this, they'll address him as Dr. Goodman, but they'll call me Mrs. Goodman. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm an orthodontist too. Why are you addressing me as Mrs. Yeah, Goodman? Yeah. So, so a little like annoying challenges, um, if you want to call that a challenge. But yeah, you know what? The world's coming around. Um, we're, we're starting to recognize women to, to be able to achieve just as much as men, sometimes even more. It's just, you know, recognizing that and... Um, And, you know, we as women tend to shy away from um, boasting or or correcting people say, no, I'm actually Dr. Goodman. We tend to shy away from that, right? Totally. Um, So, yes, those are some of the little bit of challenges. Um, If somebody doesn't know you, it's just hard to um, get people to accept the fact that, you know, you know, what I have today isn't because of my husband's job that you're asking me what my husband does for a living Maybe you should ask me what I do for a living. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, those challenges still exist in, you know, 2022. They'll they'll, they'll probably exist for a little while yet, but it's getting better. Yeah. And I think those are really interesting to point out because even though it might seem small, you know, just calling someone by the wrong title, I think that that is um, something that can, like needs to change in the coming years. And I think that we should progress towards that. Absolutely. Yes. So sticking with the theme of overcoming challenges, we realize the world is as much about experiencing success as it is failures. Um, Can you point to a time in your life when you experienced your biggest failure and how did you overcome that failure? You know, I thought about this question quite a bit and I thought, my gosh, have I just not had any failures in life? (laughs) And I thought about this long and hard. And you know what? What some might call failure 
I see as a challenge, an obstacle that I've overcome to make mm -hmm. things better. It helped me. I think you need failures to figure out where you're going. You need to fail to understand what you're doing and what you can do better. So I don't necessarily see them as failures. I see them as my aha moments of, yeah. oh, I get it now. So it's because mm -hmm. it, I thought I really did think about this. I'm like, have I not failed in life? <laughs> and I realized it's not really it's really not whether I failed or not. It's whether it's how I perceived my experiences as what well. some people would call failure. I call as my aha moments that I found, you know, the right way, the better way, yeah, the more absolutely. efficient way. So yeah, I, so I haven't failed. I've overcome a lot of challenges and made me better. Yeah. That's a really, really good way to put it. It kind of takes the bad stigma around the world the word failure away and it, it allows you to think that it's okay to fail and you don't have to call it a failure it can actually right. be something that's pushing you towards getting better yeah they're learning experiences and somebody totally. recently said yeah. it to me somebody said you know we have the same knowledge and I said no you really don't you've only been practicing for you know a few years I've been practicing for 23 years you haven't yeah. had time to fail 100 to even know what you don't know so that's what failure is, is just learning what you don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, sort of switching topics, we wanted to know what mentor has had the greatest influence on you and why? And this is, um, it's actually my mother. My mother, uh, born and raised in another country with a middle school education, believe it or not, is my greatest mentor. She wow. has behind the scenes protected me from the community and the expectations by guiding me into what she always wanted for herself. My mother got married at 14 years old, which was not uncommon. Actually, was probably a little bit old back in the days. She got married at age 14 and had four kids by the time she was 18. So yeah. that would be considered very, very normal. And my mom did not want that for us at all. So she protected me from the community. She protected me from suitors who would ask for my hand in marriage. Um, mm -hmm. So she being my biggest quiet mentor, you know, led my path and gave me opportunity to do things in the, that in my community didn't exist. And uh, for example, let me a go to college, encouraging me to go to college, but not only mm -hmm. go to college, but she let me go away to University of Michigan. I lived there at age 17. Oh, wow. um, and I was there for you know 11 years. She gave me that opportunity. She always encouraged me. Um, she would stay up late nights with me while I studied and wouldn't go to sleep no matter how tired she was until I went to bed. So a lot of sacrifices from a woman who was basically my quiet mentor. That's really awesome. I don't think I've had really an experience like that. Um, a lot of my mentors are sort of like teachers or just very like successful women like you. And I think it's really interesting to have that story to always like fall back on and know that your mom was there for you. Yeah, absolutely. She would wait. I took summer classes at a local university at Wayne State University, just, you know, summer classes. And she, we only had one car and she would go to work and she would sit, wait in the parking spot on the streets of Detroit, waited till my classes were done. And she did that for all of us kids. 
Wow. It didn't matter if it was three hours, four hours. It didn't matter if it was summer or winter. That's a mentor. That's, That's somebody amazing. who's yeah. your biggest cheerleader. That's really, really cool Absolutely. that you have that story. Um, so a lot of my current mentors, probably a little bit different from your mother, emphasize the importance of reading. Um, so we were just kind of wondering what book you recommend we read before the end of high school. Uh, this, this one's a definite must. It's called Make Your Bed. Make Your Make Bed. Your bed. <laughs> Make Your Bed. It basically, okay. the, the concept of this whole book is, when you wake up and you make your bed, you feel a sense of accomplishment that you accomplish one thing. And that leads to a trickle effect of checking more things off the box to complete throughout your day. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple read. It's a small book. Every teenager should read that book. Awesome. We'll definitely write that one down. <laughs> Add it to the list. So in closing, we would really appreciate any general thoughts you might have as we young women contemplate potential career choices. What should a young woman in high school be doing right now to prepare for her career? Surround yourself by like-minded people who will influence you to do better and be better in life. Stay focused. My kids learned in kindergarten a concept called first thing first. And it taught them how to prioritize their time. We all have time. And nobody's smarter than you are. If somebody gets ahead of you, it's because they worked harder. They prioritize their time better. People say to me all the time, you're so smart. Of course you did this. I said, no, I'm not so smart. I put in more time than anybody else to get where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. so prioritize your time there will always be time for your social life but take care of the important things get your homework done stay focused know what your long-term goal is don't don't focus on your short-term goal of going out for the night hanging out with your friends think long term what you guys decide to do today as teenagers in high school ultimately affects your lifestyle later on in life how much stress do you want to have in life? Do you want to have a good career? What kind of marriage do you want to have? Do you want a partnership or do you want to be somebody's wife? Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, you, you, you have to think long term. What is my purpose? What is my why in life? And now is the time to decide that and stay focused on that. You, you don't have to give up anything in life. You just have to prioritize your time. And my biggest advice to teenagers is stop sleeping your life away. (laughs) Wake up, make your bed, go through a short list in your head of what you're going to achieve for the day and feel accomplished. Okay. There are only so many hours in in life in the day and somebody's going to get ahead of you. If you want something, you're going to go out and have to work for it. I know. It's almost as simple as that. Thank you so much for that advice. That's actually really, really helpful. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being with us today and being so so generous with your time and your perspective it has been so fun and so helpful i think millie and i have both learned a lot and we hope everyone listening has as well best of luck i i wish you guys great success i can tell just from you guys doing this podcast you will be very very successful in life stay focused stay strong and you go girl 
Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> and as a reminder to our listeners, if you like what you heard, you can rate us on whatever you're listening to this on and tell your friends about our podcast. You can all, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Woman's Career Corner with questions or suggestions. So thank you for listening. We hope you've gained a bit of insight and perspective. Until next time, this is Woman's Career Corner.